0: of participants
1: it really shows that uh, there's a great interest in terms of the work that we are doing in parliament uh, I want to pass my greetings to the honorable members to have been able to honor the meeting on Friday uh, the executive authority of uh, parliament uh, the speaker of the of parliament and the the Chairperson of the National Council of Provinces, the Deputy Minister and the Minister of Public Works and Infrastructure, the Deputy Minister in SAPS. Uh, I don't know who's leading the other in terms of the political leadership. We will recognize uh, all members uh, I see that uh, Heritage, who yeah. is leading Heritage, the CEO, Advocate, Malhas, you're also welcome. And all management, uh, the colleagues, the support staff, the media, um, thank you very much for showing interest in what we are doing and uh, supporting us. Thank you very much. You are all welcome. And honorable members, you are advised to please open your videos as and when you speak, uh, because I think it will be in the interest of the public to see who is speaking, and also to be really assisting the media that is will be working with us. Uh, on the on, on on this on this uh, day today um let me uh, address the issue the purpose of today's meeting uh today's meeting uh, is going to be focused honorable members on the update on issues that we have been discussing previously we have had engagements with the parliament we have had engagements with the uh, public works and also subs in, in as far as the incident that took place, the fire in parliament. So what we, we want uh, or we expect today in our engagement is the update in as far as where we are now, because we are really following on uh, the progress. We are not expecting members to, to start from scratch we so that we 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 seem to be progressive and and uh, be productive in what we are doing. Thank you very much, uh, honourable members. I hope we will be cooperating and uh, give uh, uh, members uh, from different entities an opportunity to give us the update. Uh, are there apologies, uh, Secretary Cindy? co person, you are also welcome. I'm sorry, my humble apologies for not uh, acknowledging you. Co-Chairperson maybe you're welcome. Thank you, Chair.
2: Thank you very much. Um, just to indicate that at a later stage, I'm going to swap uh, gadgets. Uh, Cindy should okay. not be surprised when I leave the meeting. Thanks, Chair.
1: Okay. Thank you. Thank Afternoon
2: you. to the leadership.
1: Thank you. We understand your busy schedule. Um, Cindy, can you deal with the apologies? Yes, Chairperson,
3: we have received apologies from Mr. Sheikh Imam and Mr. Hadebe. Both have other pressing commitments. Mr. Singh will join us a little bit later because he's in another meeting. Mr. Hai will also join us a little bit later because he's only arriving in Cape Town in a couple of minutes. And then, Chair, we have also been um, joined by some of the members of the portfolio and select committees that are responsible for arts and culture, public works, and police.
1: Okay, thank you so much for reminding me uh, of that. Uh, uh, Honourable members from other committees, uh, sister committees that we are working together, this is an an item on the agenda that we've been working together. We are really leaving the intergovernmental cooperation to show that uh, we assist each other. We don't uh, 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 go into different directions. We go together and we are on the same page. Uh, Hence, we have the committees that will be following on other issues in their select committees and portfolio committees. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Cindy. We note the, the apologies. Can we then go to the adoption of the agenda? Can I get a, a mover for the adoption of the agenda?
4: I move for adoption of agenda chair,
1: Kaiso okay. For the adoption, a seconder, please. So nobody wants to, is it only me and the guys? I will
5: second it, Chair Madeleine Hicklin.
1: Hicklin, thank you for the the secondment. Thank you. Let's step off that agenda uh, agenda item and go to the next one. Um, Can we then go to the introductory remarks by the Parliament Executive Authority? On the current status of work in the in the aftermath of the second of uh, January twenty twenty two, as I indicated in my opening remarks, the fire that took place in in, the, in Parliament, um, the leadership of Parliament, uh, Madam Speaker, are you starting? Thank
6: you very much. Uh- Thank you. Thank you very much, chairpersons of the Committee. And thank you, Honorable Members. And allow me to recognize all departments which are represented at this meeting of the Joint Standing Committee on Financial Management of Parliament. A meeting which, which we we'll should be discussing, obviously, the impact of the fire, which we found ourselves uh, having to deal with on the 2nd of January. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Chairperson, in the main, I should say the discussion, the presentation will be made on our behalf by the Minister of Public Works and Infrastructure. And Minister of Public Works and Infrastructure will be doing so together with the team, which is a company here, company here from Puka, And following that, we will then uh, take questions together as a team. We have been working very closely together and we are briefed about uh, the report, which is about to be presented here. I think it's also important, Chairperson, to indicate to you that this report, which is going to be presented this afternoon, is a report of the 6th of May. The final report from KUHA, which will be presented to DPWI and then to Parliament, will only be presented, will only be read on the 20th which is today. So today is not a presentation of that report. It is still a discussion of the first report, which report, by the way, is also a preliminary report in its draft form as well. I think it's going to be important for me to, act to to emphasize that so that there is no impression that the report which is about to be presented by Minister Tidil is in fact a final report. And then just to also say, Honorable uh, Chairperson, that uh, the team will talk to uh, the establishment of a steering committee which is currently underway and minister will also brief you about the two key deliverables of PUCA, and, and thereafter the Puja people will then engage on uh, a whole lot of issues. And, and lastly just to say uh, chairpersons on our side as parliament we are in the process of establishing an advisory team, an advisory team, which will also consist of engineers, which will then advise us as the executive authority of parliament on the reports which are, we are fed with from the side of UHA through the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure. Obviously, you will appreciate that chair as the Department of Public Works uh, makes presentations to us through KUHA, Obviously, there will be terminology, there will be language, and there will be issues which we may not understand as the executive authority of parliament, but also including the management of parliament. So we still need technical experts
0: to Recording assist in progress us
6: as parliament, and that is the process which is currently underway now by the acting secretary of parliament. I think those are the issues I would like to say, but I think it is important that I emphasize to you, Chair, that Parliament and DPWI have what is called a framework within which they cooperate and collaborate. Obviously, as you know, DPWI is a landlord of the state, and everything and everything which has to do with properties of of the state, you can only find records of those and whatever from the Department of Public Works. And therefore, that collaboration between ourselves and the Department of Public Works and infrastructure is very pertinent, very key. And so far, that is what is happening as we are dealing with this whole issue. And what am I saying, therefore? I'm saying, certainly, At this point, the committee will not expect from parliament to talk about restoration, the restoration process, for instance. Restoration process can only be discussed by parliament once we have received the final report from KUKA and therefore have clarity on what it is that we are going to do as parliament. For now, it's very difficult for as long as the work of puja has not been completed. Equally, I'm aware that the police, the Hawks, to the Hawks, have been doing. They conducted and they completed their forensic um, investigation in the in the in Parliament, and I'm sure a report will be submitted to the to those who uh, who need this report, such as, for instance, the prosecution, uh, the prosecutor authority, and so on. That is all, Chairperson, for well, now I can say in my introductory remarks, and uh, and then when you interact then with public works, we will be in a position together with the Chair to engage with the committee. I thank you, Chairperson, and I thank you on Members.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Madam Speaker, for outlining the purpose, the expectation, and also assisting us in terms of uh, what you have done and reaffirming what I've said initially to say we really appreciate the cooperation that is there uh, amongst the the departments to work together. Um, It's really uh, appreciated. And uh, coming from you, honorable speaker, uh, as per your request, I will request the Minister Dilil, the Minister in the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure to come in and uh, maybe we'll hand over, introduce or hand over to the person who's going to make a presentation on behalf of the Department of Public Works and infrastructure. Honorable uh, Minister. Good good morning, honorable chairperson,
7: honorable members, uh, honorable speaker, and chair of the NCOP, our deputy minister. Uh, Once again, thank you for the opportunity uh, to give an update report to parliament uh, today. Uh, The speaker has um, Uh, represented uh, the working relationship very well. She has outlined uh, the processes that is ongoing and that the final report will be delivered uh, to the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure today, which is the 20th. Uh, So uh, the honorable members will see that when we do our presentation, as item number three on the agenda that uh, some events have overtaken us and we will, when we do the presentation, just uh, give the members the the latest update. So we are working closely with the executive authority of of parliament. Um, Everything as we go along,
1: Fine, p- a parliament will make uh, the Honourable final members. Can you hear uh, Minister Delil, or is it only me who's experiencing? We can,
8: he can hear her, we can hear her.
1: Just put this Honorable Members. Were you able to hear what the uh, uh, Minister was saying? Yes, yes,
9: yes we could hear her. her. So, I-
1: okay the network was was weak. the problem in the network was blind please close the mics i have heard you honorable members can we give uh, the minister an opportunity to uh, my apologies on that minister i think thank i you. had a problem you froze and i was worried that okay uh, uh, thank you continue thank thank you honorable chair Um,
7: I was saying, Honourable Chair, that uh, the close working relationship between uh, the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure and Parliament, we are consulting all the way. I want to give the Honourable Members the assurance that when I receive the final report today, that will deal with the extent of the damage, uh, the cost of the damage and the restoration programme uh, that that will first be presented to the presiding officers, uh, that from a DPWI side, uh, we are committed to continue to work with parliament, but, but we do accept that uh, the executive authority have got the final say after the final report uh, on the way forward and that we will receive guidance from the executive authority because of the separation of powers and parliament an institution uh, and that is governed by uh, the executive authority of parliament. Uh, We understand that clearly. Another point, Chairperson, is that um, uh, DPWI, we have a scheduled quarterly meeting Uh, with the presiding officers, where we discuss any other work uh, that is in progress at parliament, that is in progress in the parliamentary villages, uh, any repairs and maintenance. Uh, We update uh, uh, the executive authority, the presiding officers on a quarterly basis, and that will certainly continue. Uh, So today, like Speaker said, Um, At the time when the committee convened the meeting, uh, the only progress report that was available was the progress report of the 6th of May, which we are going to discuss today. Subsequent to that, there is another report uh, that was finalized on the 12th of May and another one that was finalized on the 19th of May which will bring us to today, which is the 20th, uh, for KUKA as the implementing agency uh, to to deliver the the final report today on the 20th. Um, The speaker will then um, be appraised of everything, and we will then wait to get guidance from parliament, uh, the members of parliament, and the speaker on the way forward. So thank you very
0: much for the opportunity. Chaymatlangu. Okay.
2: Uh, if I'm audible, I think I will continue. Can I get a confirmation that I'm audible?
10: You are audible.
2: Okay, I'll take yes, over.
5: You Thank you, honorable yeah, member. I continue. Oh, I'll
1: tell you are back. Okay, fine. Take over. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Kocha Person I'm back. I was kicked out. I think I'm experiencing a connectivity problem uh, at my site. Uh, who uh, is supposed to do the presentation, uh, honorable minister?
0: Uh, Sorry, Honorable Teperson, according to the
7: agenda, we are item number three. But if you want us to proceed now, we can do so.
1: Okay, I thought uh, because you have spoken now, we can just give uh, uh, your team to do the presentation, then we'll come to the others afterwards.
10: Ex- also,
1: the ex- we are changing the
10: agenda. Pardon? No, I was saying we are changing the agenda.
1: Yes, the DM. We are just taking the agenda. We are trying to be progressive and not go uh, uncomfortable, honourable members. Because I already see the hand of honourable Mulezani. It's fine. You can go to subs Maybe honourable. Uh, DM, you might have a tight schedule and you might have uh, scheduled your your commitment according to the agenda. Can we hand over to you, uh, Honorable Matale? DM.
10: Yeah. Th- th- thank you very much. Uh, uh thank thanks a lot. We 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 did in fact have uh uh lined up programs based on what we were given but thanks a lot and my apologies uh, for for this uh, good day to to yourselves to the speaker uh, the the chairperson of the ncop um, the minister of public works and the infrastructure and the deputy minister and the acting dg Uh, thanks we we are with a delegation here led by the national commissioner and the deputy national commissioner together with the uh, dpci led by the deputy head <coughs> mem sikidi if you may allow chair without delaying de- 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 the points uh, allow the national commissioner to to lead us in the in the presentation of what we have prepared here and then you'll task the relevant uh, officials to uh, to do the actual uh, uh, presentation thanks and over to you, national commissioner
9: Good afternoon, Honorable uh, Chairperson, uh, Minister of Public Works, the DPT Minister of Police, members. I hope
1: you can hear me, uh, General. I mean, uh, National Commissioner, or is it General who is going to do that? I was off for a minute again. Please pardon me with my connectivity.
10: Okay, no, it's the national commissioner who's on the platform now, uh, chairperson.
1: Okay, over to you, uh, national commissioner. Thank
10: you very much.
1: Thank you.
9: Thank you very much, uh, honorable chairperson, uh, the minister of public works, deputy minister of police, honorable members of the committee. And the, the DG of Public Works and colleagues, uh, we are going to give an update on the investigation. I will allow the Deputy National Head of DPCR, Lieutenant General Musikiri, to take us through the presentation. Thank you very much, Honourable Chair. General Musikiri.
1: Thank you, General.
11: Dr. Uh, Libia. Good afternoon, uh, Honorable Chairperson and uh, Honorable Members, uh, the Deputy Minister uh, and the rest of the delegation. I will be doing the presentation um, because I do not have control from my side. Maybe I'll request the one who have shared the screen to move to the first slide.
1: Okay. While tip- you do that, while you do that uh, Cindy, please share to the presenters the the host powers so that they, to co-host so that they can move the slides themselves. Yeah. You um, can assist Yes we- um, Yesterday
3: we gave Mr. Rabi. I was advised Mr. Rabi will share the screen, <laughs> but
1: if there's somebody else, I should be giving sharing powers to. Okay, okay, you can uh, continue, Doctor. Thank you. To... Uh,
11: thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, the table of contents uh, is this presentation is divided into three parts. The first part is part A, the, then part B, the last one will be part C. Uh, the first part will deal with the investigation into the fire that took place on the second. Uh, of uh, January at uh, the parliamentary precinct in Cape Town. This investigation, this part will be dealt with by the Directorate for Priority Crime Investigation. Uh, part B will be uh, relating to the fiscal security and the safeguarding of the precinct. Uh, the divisional commission of protection and security services uh, will deal with this portion uh, the last part will be the inquiry into the security breach at says And then uh, that will be dealt with by the uh, presidential protection uh, services. I'm going to move to the next slide. Uh, this, this is the uh, part that I say I'm going to be dealing with. Uh, from this uh, slide, all what we need to be reflecting is uh, the case number that uh, is informing uh, this investigation. And we say that with, yeah, uh, the case number is reflected at the top. And then uh, on this slide, we are showing the background uh, on this matter. Uh, In short, on the 2nd of January 2022, members of the South African Police Service stationed in Parliament, saw a smoke uh, that was coming uh, from the old assembly uh, building. Upon further investigation, the members realized that uh, the old assembly building was on fire and the uh, fire brigade were summoned uh, who attended to the uh, incident. The members on the scene uh, of the fire saw an unknown person African male who was busy climbing out of a window from inside the old assembly to the outside. So, members of the police confronted this person and saw that he was in possession of bags containing property which seemed to be uh, coming from inside uh, the parliament. This African male was arrested and detained in Cape Town uh, Central SAPS on charges of housebreaking and uh, assent. The suspect was identified as uh, Mr. Zandile Christmas Mafe, a 49-year-old man residing in Kailecha. The next slide. Uh, this one is just an indication of a photo of the person who was arrested. That is uh, Mr. Mafe, next. The status of the investigation, the crime scene was officially handed to the DPCI, uh, where a colonel from Crimes Against the State was appointed to lead the investigation. This lead investigator interviewed uh, the suspected individual during the day, and the information was obtained from this individual so that uh, the side of his story can also be attended to. We will not be dealing with the content of what uh, he has said, as this will form part of evidence in court. Uh, furthermore, a pointing out was also conducted by a commissioned officer that is not associated with the uh, DPCI. And what uh, has been recorded through this uh, commissioned officer will again be performing part of the evidence that will be presented in court. I will not detail the content thereof. Another commissioned officer not associated with the DPCI was also uh, requested to record a confession. Uh, the content of that confession will also not be unpacked here And uh, it will also be forming part of uh, the evidence that will be presented in court, which will also be given an opportunity to the accused person to dispute uh, the evidence if he so wish. Uh, More than 30 hours of video uh, footage, which will speak for itself when we go to court, will also be submitted uh, as evidence in court. The case against the accused who remains in custody is postponed until the 9th of June for further investigation. There are certain forensic reports that are still outstanding. Uh, In the next slide. And the next slide is just a a picture of uh, the present. Then I'm moving to the outstanding investigation as I've indicated that uh, certain evidence, uh, forensic reports are still outstanding. Uh, We still uh, need the uh, final fire investigation report, which uh, the experts from the SAPS will be finalizing that. That will also include the photo album, which will be expected to be presented as evidence in court. Uh, There is also a final report from the cyber expert relating to the videos that we are talking about, uh, which is being finalized. That has actually been finalized and is being consulted with those who will be utilizing that particular Uh, evidence uh, to see if they are satisfied that there is nothing outstanding that needs to be included. Uh, there is also a need for the final damage report uh, from the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure. I think once they have finalized with the assessment and the like, which will also indicate the extent to which uh, the damage uh, can be incorporated in the charge sheet is that uh, we still are waiting awaiting? once all the reports have been received the case will then be uh, probably taken to the high court for the purpose of trial that will uh, conclude the investigation any other thing that comes uh, it will also be attended the next uh, slide This will be the end of uh, the presentation on the investigation. And uh, I think my colleagues will then take over from this uh, portion. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson and Honorable
0: members. Honorable Chairperson, uh, General Ravi will
9: do the last two parts. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you.
12: Um, good afternoon, Honorable Chair and Honorable Speaker the Chairperson of NCOP, Honourable Ministers, and Deputy Ministers in attendance. Man, thank you for the opportunity. The second part of the um, presentation deals with the physical security and safeguarding of the precinct, as uh, indicated by General Labia. Now, As far as the, the, the regulation of physical security is concerned, in 2018, the Chairperson and Deputy Chairperson or Joint Planning Committee were appointed and then since then the process of establishing a joint planning committee never materialized. On the 9th of February 2022, the Division of Commissioner Protection and Security Services wrote to the Acting Secretary of Parliament to confirm that those that were appointed as Chairperson and Deputy Chairperson are still still available for this purpose. It was then confirmed by the the Acting Secretary of Parliament that the Chairperson and the Deputy Chairperson are available and that their appointment is still valid. Further to that, the uh, Acting Secretary then requested that the Division Protection and Security Services conduct the national key point induction. Uh, on the 21st of February 2022, an induction workshop was held with Parliament officials and the inaugural joint planning committee took place on the 9th of May, 2022. All the required role players that were required were in attendance and committed in terms of their respective mandates as stipulated in service of parliament. The parliament and SAP's legal services also met on the 12th of May, 2022 to iron out issues that relates to conflicts in the acts, uh, separation of powers, owner privileges, and Immunities of Parliament and Provincial Legislative Act 4 of 2004, as well as the National Key Point Act 102 of 1980. As far as the physical security arrangements are concerned or enhancements are concerned, the following three main uh, National Department of Public Works and Infrastructure projects are currently in process. The first one is the maintenance of contract for current security system. Uh, with specific reference to CCTV and access control. The second project is the enhanced perimeter barrier and five upgraded entrances at the parliamentary precinct. Um, The final scope of this project has now been deemed concluded after receiving the heritage permits from the South African Heritage Resource Agency and that was issued on the 25th of February 2002. The third project is the um, upgrade project for the main security control room, including the CC, TV cameras, PIDS, UPS, as well as access control. At the same time, the National Treasury has given permission to public works to go ahead with these projects. Uh, the internal investigation on the chair into the compliance to the administrative, procedural, and regulatory requirements, roles and the responsibility of stakeholders from the South African Police Service by the specific division protection and security services was concluded on the 28th of February, 2022. Uh, Certain shortcomings were identified and an action plan has been finalized to address the aforementioned. We also had disciplinary investigations that were concluded on three members of protection and security services and the hearings are currently in process The additional static protection deployments are currently being facilitated through the payment of overtime that has been implemented at the precinct. Um, Honorable Chair, just touching on the the mandate of uh, the component presidential protection services, there has also been an internal investigation conducted. This investigation uh, included certain recommendations that are currently being studied And there was a second part of or second phase of the investigation initiated in terms of what transpired at the, uh, during the specific incidents. Safe to say that as far as the uh, internal disciplinary investigation is concerned, that is also currently pending. And uh, there are certain aspects that it relates to that that needs to be finalized. Honorable Chair, that is the uh, main issue that we would like to highlight as far as the presidential protection and protection and security services are concerned. Thank you for the opportunity, ma'am.
1: Thank you, uh, Major General uh, Rabi. We have come to the end of the presentation and according to the agenda, I think we said we we have planned to take all the presentations. Um, Then we will engage Uh, coming from there, can we we now uh, give an opportunity to the National Department of Public Works and Infrastructure an opportunity to make their presentation? Thank you, uh, team Sabs. Honorable Braden, sir. I'm trying to pronounce your surname well, uh, Tim.
13: Yes, yes, Dix.
1: Braden, sir. Do you want to call an order or assist in something? No. Because now we need to give the public works an opportunity. You can come in.
13: No, Honorable Dex, I thought we would take questions after the SAP's presentation, but I'll, I'll leave my hand up for after the public works presentation. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for that understanding. Uh, public works uh, minister, do you want to come in again or maybe hand over officially to you?
7: Yeah, Honorable person, I will just do the introduction of the delegation, and then the, the, the presentation will be done by Mr. Christo Bierkes. Uh From the Kucha Development Team, we have Mr. Christo Beekers, who is the project manager, and then Mr. Tim Bakosa, who is the executive manager of Kucha. Then we have got Mr. Chuma Mbande. He's the executive um, manager of Kucha also. And then the fourth one from KUKA is Mr. Kwezi Taya. He is the CEO of Kucha. From DPWI, we have got um, Dr. Alec Moyemi. He's the acting director general. Uh, Mr. Mzwandiles Sazona who is the chief director from Prestige. And then on project management, we've got Mrs. Ms. Tembeka Kolele, the construction project manager in the regional office of DPWI. Um, Mr. Vasna Slabuwani, who is the chief director at national office for construction project management. And then the last one is Mr. Batu Makutu, who is the deputy director general for construction project management. Um, the presentation will be done by Mr. Christel uh, Beekers from,
1: uh, from KUHA uh, through your chairperson if you may proceed. Thank you, uh, Honorable Minister. Over to you, Mr. Beekers.
14: Um, good afternoon, um, Honorable Chairperson, um, Madam Speaker, Chairperson of the NCOP, Ministers, Deputy Ministers and Acting uh, Director General. Um, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I don't know if the presentation will be shared from the that side. Otherwise, I can share my screen. Uh, you.
1: If you are given those powers, please just share the screen so that you can move fast. From you, you. you can control it from your side.
14: Thank you, uh, Chairperson.
1: Yeah, we can see it.
14: Thank you, Chief uh, Person. Um, as the minister um, introduced, the the presentation that we actually prepared in terms of the progress to date was actually for the sixth of May. We have uh, uh, advanced in terms of um, the, the detailed assessment, uh, the phase two of our deliverable. So, if I can start off with the presentation outline. We will uh, give an update as to the two deliverables of our appointment. Uh, the deliverable one was for the initial assessment report pertaining to the structural integrity of both buildings after the fire, uh, pronouncing whether it's safe for the works and fire the to enter these buildings due to the extensive damage uh, in particular in the new assembly. Um, deliverable number two is what we're currently busy with, um, the detailed assessment this assessment uh, involves the uh, uh, introduction of a um, multidisciplinary team uh, of professionals, starting with architects, electrical, as well as fire engineers. Um, and then the second uh, bullet there is to provide some um, indication of the proposed restoration uh, schedule in terms of where we are. Uh, as the Minister said, we will also reflect on. Uh, Our current progress, Um, the Minister mentioned the fact that the report uh, for phase two is due today, which we are hard at work with, uh, and then a conclusion. So um, Honourable Chairperson, if I can continue with Deliverable 1. Of importance here is the fact that that preliminary report was completed and issued to DPWI on the 23rd of February. But as you would recall from our previous engagement, Um, where we presented to this same committee. Um, That report was incomplete at a time due to the flooding of the lower basement in the new assembly. Um, Then the particular extraction of that water was only completed on uh, April 5, and our structural team could actually enter the lower basements in order to conduct physical assessments of the structural integrity of those particular floors. Um, That was concluded, and the report was then Um, finalized on the 14th of April as a revision 1 incorporating our findings. We can uh, confirm in this um, forum that we found no major structural defects. um, Obviously as a result of fire because the fire was actually not um, uh, 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 occurring in that particular area, but we also investigated the potential structural defects uh, as a result of the water. You will recall uh, we indicated 1.4 million liters of water that we um, established um, uh, down there. Um, but uh, the report thereof, thereafter um, did not indicate any material findings pertaining to the uh, structural integrity of those particular floors. Then the report was taken under review by DPWI, uh, revision number one, and they affected um, uh, some comments. And we, on the 5th of May, basically issued the revision number two, which is now the final report pertaining to our appointment for the phase one deliverable. Um, And that is in the process of being signed off by PPWI. Um, Madam Chairperson. if I continue, um, deliverable number two, as indicated, is the detailed assessment um, to determine the extent of the the damage caused by the fire uh, uh, indirectly as well with regard to the extensive damage we've seen with regard to smoke and water. Um, The KUGA team was, um, on the 11th of May, briefed in terms of this particular uh, assignment um, after the project was handed back uh, by the workers to DWI. And we immediately thereafter commenced the physical assessment. um, As I indicated, all professionals in the different built environment uh, disciplines um, were involved with that phase. Um, and um, um uh, 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 sorry I um, just had an interruption yeah. um, then the NDE team uh, uh, commenced with the physical assessment uh, before Easter um, as well as over Easter weekend due to the t- timeframes we had to um, uh, adhere to the um, uh, deliverable um, that assessment also continued after Easter unfortunately as we indicated previously um, the month of had a lot of um, holidays, Um, so a number of people obviously took leave in between those uh, particular public days. So we completed basically all disciplines from architectural, again, structural, electrical, mechanical, as well as our heritage architect spent a lot of time basically um, uh, on site in in, uh, examining the damage caused by the fire. The Um, consultants then prepared the data set of information um, where they've captured the extent of damage. And um, those data sets uh, for both buildings, the old and new assembly, um, were accordingly submitted to our professional quantity surveys, who immediately started to uh, analyze the data in order for them to uh, determine the cost estimation of the damage in terms of the restorative works required for, for, for both these buildings. Um, If I continue, um, uh, Madam Chair, uh, this is just some indications of the level of deep deep detail that our consultants went into. Um, This is structural drawings um, in terms of um, uh, providing the uh, remedial uh, restorative works that's required given the extent of damage on the concrete elements. You will recall from the phase one report Uh, the extensive damage caused from the second floor right up to the roof level. Um, And the consultants now accordingly provided the uh, information in such a way that our quantity surveyors can actually measure the works as accurately as possible and then um, uh, put a cost to that. So this is typically what uh, will be included in the phase two report. Um, uh, And that information, as I already said, was issued to our quantity surveyor uh, for, for co- completing the cost estimations from a architectural point of view um, our uh, both our heritage uh, architect um, in close collaboration with our building architect um, we uh, uh, provided the following information. Um, this is an uh, informal drawing that we just actually um, uh, inserted in this presentation on the 6th of May. However, these drawings have now been formalised. So even though it's 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 of bad quality in this particular presentation, it has now been uh, formalised and the, the drawings that, that will be incorporated in the final report, Phase 2 report, will be much clearer. So the colour coding on, on the right, uh, Madam Chair, is the um various categories um, with the various extent of damage and the required and and that was done in such a way. So the cost estimations can be done as accurate as possible. Um, That was then also um, categorized into three zones, um, zone A, B, and C. And that information is then basically um, determining the uh, full extent of, of, of damage with cost. So these drawings, for instance, um, will be much better in the final report pertaining to the colours. We, we, we do uh, understand the that the colours on this presentation will not necessarily now match the table, but, but these are much enhanced in terms of the Phase 2 report. Um, if I proceed then to the cost estimation, um, this is just the uh, proposed structure with, uh, pertaining to the zones, uh, as I mentioned, Zone A, B and C, and it covers basically all the... Building traits starting from your uh, preliminaries, uh, your substructure, your superstructure, right down to your external works. So it basically covers all the built environment um, particular traits uh, in order for them to attach a cost to, to those traits um, from a restorative measurement uh, point of view. Um, Madam Chair, the, the next uh, p- slide is basically the um, phase two table of contents. Uh, or the structure of the report we have through our technical project steering committees um, with engagement uh, with dpwi and parliament agreed on the structure of the report um, so that um, the the report is then compiled in the uh, structure uh, accepted by the by the steering committee um, and um, uh, it, it's very small i do apologize but the intention is to give a indication that for every building Um, the the level of detail um, from architecture, electrical, electronics, mechanical, and and fire services uh, to structural and so on is is quite detailed. Um, In particular, electrical, electronics, mechanical, and fire services, that's the green highlighted section in this presentation. You can see to what level of detail um, the investigation has been done uh, as to ICT services, Audio and visual systems, etc. So that's the level of detail um, our consultants have actually um, investigated the, the damage to all these elements under the particular uh, uh, disciplines. Um, and, and the same structure for the old assembly has been uh, applied for the new assembly on the far right at the bottom. Um, and that is done for every, every floor uh, in those particular buildings. And then I think, Madam Chair, of importance here is item five in the, in, in, in the middle page on the bottom is where we will then provide the uh, high-level cost estimations for the restorative works uh, for both buildings. And also we will provide some comparisons uh, in that particular section of report. Item six, which, which is color coded in black, is the... Um, of uh, estimated construction, the extent of damage and uh, the cost thereof, um, so in, for planning purpose um, it, it, it's, it's quite clear how long this work will take from a planning perspective as well as from a construction perspective. Um, then the health and safety recommendation section and conclusion and then on the far right you would see a um, page with all the annexes. The annex will contain all the detail, um, for instance, the structural drawings that I earlier depicted, um, as well as any other information um, to support the narrative of this particular report. Uh, if I continue, uh, Madam Chair, um, so the um, uh, next slide is then covering the extensive complex, uh, complexities that we uh, encountered. Um, For instance, in the old assembly, even though the fire was restricted to the second floor at roof level, when we started the assessment and we entered lower floors into all the the, the, the spaces and rooms, we found quite extensive water and smoke damage. That resulted in uh, some complexities in terms of um, the unknown factor of um, us uh, spending much more time in order to um, gather the information and then obviously convert that information into, into information for, for the cost estimations. So on the 12th of May, we presented a preliminary uh, detailed uh, report to the Department of Public Works. Um, and that was just an indication to give the technical uh, steering committee an indication of our progress, but, but also, the the um, uh, 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 a look and feel for, for for what the report will actually contain, and then um, the last bullet is the fact that the report will, as the minister said, it it's it's to be submitted today on the twentieth in draft format, and um, uh, it will be reviewed and final changes um, will still be effected. Uh, to the report um, and we have set aside next week in order to incorporate those final comments that may be um, uh, forthcoming from both TPWI as well as Parliament. Um, This is just at a time on the 6th of May, our progress today that we reported to the department as well as Parliament in our progress meetings and technical steering committee meetings time, we were slightly behind on on progress pertaining to the cost estimates due to the volume of uh, data that the uh, professional quantity surveyors had to um, work through. And then the uh, disciplines uh, started to provide a uh, compilation of the report. Um, I can confirm that our report is is 98% done. We just, uh, the afternoon finalizing, um, the cost estimations after the meeting this morning with our quantity surveyors, and as the minister, min, minister mentioned, the report due to them will be completed and issued to, this afternoon uh, to the minister. Um, and,
0: and,
14: and this is the extent of water damage, uh, mold that started to form in the. Chamber of the Altisley. That's why the fact that the fire only uh, occurred, as I already uh, stated, uh, in a particular wing on the second floor. Uh, and Particular ceiling of this chamber has also been damaged. So all of this information had to carefully be collected. Then obviously processing. Chair, are you there?
0: The
6: slide which was up on the screen is not anymore. Um, I don't know if it is load shedding, it, it is uh, network problems or what. Yes, it
7: seems that it has been kicked out.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm back now. Cindy, what is happening with the slides?
3: Um, Chair, um, I see Mr. Beekus is back on. He might have had some difficulties,
0: technical difficulties, but he's back now. Okay, thank you. Mr. Beekus? We are on conclusion number three.
3: Um, I've asked, um, I've asked Mr. Okay, he's unmuted now. Okay, good. Okay.
14: okay. Uh, I just want to remove, this, uh, Madam Chair, uh, where do I do that now?
1: Well, you are on conclusion three. Is that the correct slide?
14: Uh, that's correct, Madam Chair. Um, I just already indicated in terms of the report structure um, we will provide indicative timeline for, for both the planning phase of the restorative work and the, uh, in in both buildings and the um, uh, the range of the of the construction works is also informed by the uh, various construction methodologies and the complexities um, that's very important especially on the structural aspects of the and then, with regard to the implementation um, for the restorative works, um, that process will now commence um, and, and it will be subject to Parliament's approval. I thank you, Madam Chair. Um, thank you.
1: Uh, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Piekos and Tim uh, DPWI for the presentation. I think now we can give members an opportunity to engage with the two presentations. Uh, I have uh, noted the honorable team, Bratisat, the first, number two is uh, honorable Matapelo. I don't see the same name well. Uh, I see honorable
0: uh, Mulezzani.
1: Uh, you I, I saw the name but now it has been removed. Uh Samanda Graham. Honorable Graham
13: Chairperson? Yes. Chairperson Honorable Dix. Um now I I hear what you're saying, but uh, do we not need to hear the heritage um association? report first uh, before
1: uh, we go to I, questions. I was advised on the, the the on the in as far as the agenda is concerned and also the consent by uh, SAPS that they have uh, scheduled other commitments that we deal with this and we finish so that they can be released and then we'll go to uh, heritage I hope that is not going to make any uh, damage to our to our engagement. Honourable Uh
0: Honourable Van Skalkveig, is there any other hand, uh, Cindy? Yes, Chairperson Justus Kaiso.
1: Okay, Honourable Kaiso. Yes, and then that's the list of seven members for now, Chair. Okay, the Chair, the Co-Chair will be the last. Thank you. Uh, Honourable Tim.
13: Thank you, Chairperson. Chairperson, my my signal is not stable. So if you don't mind, I'll leave my camera off. Chairperson, I'm going to be very brief and I will focus. I'm sure many questions are going to be asked to public works. So I will just focus on SAPS. The first question I have for the Commissioner is, um, in the first one or two slides, when Mr. Mafia was found in Parliament exiting the building, he was taken to the Cape Town Central SAPS, and it said that he was charged with housebreaking, um, theft, and arson. My question there is, until you know that a person is guilty of something, you normally detain them. So why why did the SAPS very shortly, within a very short period of time, take him off and charge him for arson? Surely the SAPS didn't have evidence against him at that point. I'm concerned here, Chairperson, that, that assumptions were made immediately, which points to something quite sinister. So I really would like to get an answer on that. Then... Further on in the presentation, the, the, um, not the commissioner, but his colleague refers to static protection. Now, Chairperson, this is exactly the problem that we had. There are no patrols of Parliament. I've been in Parliament since 2014. I often take walks around the perimeter of Parliament, up through gardens, up to the museum, then over the top, down past the Jewish Museum and back to parliament just to just to get the blood circulating i've i've taken many walks around the Taine's gardens i've never ever ever seen an SAPS patrol patrolling the external perimeter of parliament i'm talking about an officer with a k9 uh, member patrolling the perimeter checking entrances Perhaps even patrolling to a certain record. Now I'm very concerned that our SAPS sit static positions in Parliament at the gates, um, doing obviously important work. But the problem is, is while they are sitting at the at those gates, there is no protection for the remainder of the perim- perimeter. And we cannot say we were gonna rely on a fence. Clearly it didn't work. Mr. Mafia got in. So what is the SAPS gonna do to get themselves into gear? and make sure that there's a constant perimeter patrol with a K9 member around the perimeter of parliament. Please don't come here with stories of fences and lots of people sitting at a gate doing nothing. We need a perimeter patrol. I really want clarity on that. Then my third question is disciplinaries. We are just told in one line that three disciplinaries were held. Well, I'd like to know what those disciplinaries were about. What were they charged with? Because those officers have obviously been disciplined for something serious that took place over the period when the fire started. And they could well be negligently responsible for this fire because they did not complete their duties. We cannot have a situation where officers who may not have been patrolling, who may not have been watching the cameras, who have not been doing their job, allowed a person to come into parliament who may or may not started the fire. This cannot be some little minor disciplinary matter that just gets pushed to the side and forgotten about. This is extremely serious, Chair, Chairperson, and I would demand a response as to what were those disciplinaries about? What were those members charged for? Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you, Honorable team.
1: Honorable Stewisa. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you for the opportunity.
5: Uh, Chairperson, I have two questions. One is I hear that uh, the, the, the investigation, that the, we are talking about a suspect that was held up and then we are being told, as the previous speaker has said, one line about three people that are going to disciplinar. Uh, what measures are going to be taken if the disciplinary comes and says these people have been found guilty with negligence? As we know that there is not enough perimeter and uh, that is a, a perimeter patrol that is going on what steps are they also is there also going to be a case opened against the people that were supposed that were on duty the three people that we're talking about if the disciplinary comes back and says they've been found guilty what 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 negligence too? my question would be to the minister of public works why is KUHA the one being involved in, in in the whole proceedings of they are more involved than an IDT that the PC of public works can have an oversight on? Because we've got IDT that we've got jurisdiction to say that we can do oversight on them. And yet KUHA is, is being brought on board to come and deal with the, the, the issue of Assessment and whatever work what that needs to be done at Parliament. What were the reasons that Kuha was the more preferred candidate than the IDT? Thank you, Chair.
1: Uh, thank you, Honorable Suisa. Uh, the next one is Honorable uh, Graham Mare.
15: It's Moletsane.
1: <laughs> oh, what can I appeal in that the
15: I was before <laughs> chair, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you you said it even now you are changing. Yeah,
1: but I get hurried to. I turned very nice. How? Oh, oh. Uh, it's fine, honourable. Um, I... You can come in. I think uh, honourable graham Mare will, will 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 be kind enough to allow you to come in. It's fine. You can come in. Mm.
15: Thank you, Chairperson. Unless you made me aware that you wanted to make it ladies first, then I would have accepted. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chair. I've got two questions. Uh, my first question: uh, already, my two colleagues have spoken about the the three members who have been charged. I just want to to know where are the uh, are these three members at the present moment? Are they still reporting at work? And then, how soon? Uh, should we expect the conclusion of the disciplinary hearing, since the investigation of the of their hearing has been uh, concluded? Secondly, my question goes. Uh, it says it's on the SAPS again. Uh, they have explained that there are still outstanding reports. Now, I just want to find out, Chair, that uh, how long, more or less, is going to take to. Uh, for, for for us to wait for the availability of those uh, outstanding report. Uh, no, not r- reports.
0: Thank
1: you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, uh, Honourable Msani, Honourable Graham Nare. I hope I pronounced your uh, your name well. My apologies if I don't.
16: You've pronounced it absolutely perfectly. Thank you very much, Chair.
0: Um,
16: chip Chairperson, just a couple of questions, just on the, um, the SAPS report. Um, I have to say that, that I know everybody's asking questions about the disciplinary hearings. I'm super impressed that any organisation of government has managed to actually conclude a disciplinary inquiry within four months and is ready to proceed with disciplinary hearings. I think that's the first, first time I've ever heard that happen. So congratulations on the speed at which this has been done um, and hopefully it will, bear, it will bear fruit and bear dividends. Um, I'm curious as to why SAPS is reporting on the three projects um, if the National Treasury has been required to sign off on it for the NDPWI. Um, So I'd like to know um, who's ultimately responsible for those three um, projects um, with respect to um, SAPS's reporting. Sorry, I'll just want to give those names again. I'm on a different slide and um, the, um, the access control, et cetera, that, that, that they were talking about. Um, I'd like to know where the funds are being sourced from to cover the cost of those three projects, because obviously these were not part of the initial budgeting for this new financial year. Um, I'd like to know if they are emanating from the DPWI um, budget, which which program they fall under. Um, and also we have no idea of what the costs are involved with respect to these three projects.
1: Um, can you please mute? Can you please mute? Can you mute, please? Honourable Mabe, Honourable Mabe. Oh, chairperson, please uh, mute. <laughs> Chair, okay. Thank you. Thanks, chairperson. Um, and then just with respect to the
16: presentation done by the CDC. I'd like to know whether or not the scope of works has changed for the CDC from the um, appointment, from their appointment on the basis of what the tender initially requested um, and by how much that scope has changed um, and at what cost. And then finally, I'd like to know whether or not we are going to receive any report on what this entire debacle has cost us from the date of the fire, in other words, what has been spent on securing premises, um, getting rid of the water, um, initial initial work that's been done, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. At what stage will we get a consolidated report of what this entire thing has cost? Thank you very much, Chair. I Appreciate the opportunity. Uh,
1: thank you very much, uh, Honourable Member, uh, Honourable High.
17: Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Chair. Uh, apologies uh, for Honourable High. Can you hear me, Che? Can everybody else hear me?
1: Okay. Can you go to Honourable?
17: Can you hear me, Che?
15: Your Honourable, Honourable, we can hear yeah. you.
17: Oh, I think that's oh, the so problem. Oh. Yeah. Everybody can hear you. me, Che.
1: Now hey. I can hear you and see you.
17: Oh, very good. Che, thanks. Let me apologize for joining later. I was a... On a flight uh, from Deben. Uh, um, thank you for the. Uh, let me first greet uh, the speaker, the chairperson of the NCOP, the minister, deputy ministers uh, present, uh, uh, director general of the department, the generals uh, from the police and DPCI. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I, am, I just, f- first, my question will go to uh, Directorate of uh, Priority and Investigation. Um, the report says that uh, the case has been, of Mr. Maffei, was postponed uh, for further investigation. I think the next appearance will be on the 9th of June. Given that uh, 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 General Bia is a uh, reporting that they are outstanding their reports. I want to find out if uh, by the 9th uh, of uh, June, uh, the case will go ahead. Will those reports be uh, avail- made available? Uh, the, the next issue that also relates to the outstanding report, this question goes to DPWI. I just want to check, because the. the uh, uh, generally, we is saying that uh, one of the outstanding reports is a report from uh, uh, the damage report from uh, DPWI. What I want to find out is the report that is going to be uh, submitted today, is it uh, the report that uh, uh, DPCI is waiting for, or is it a, t- a different report altogether? Uh, I just wanted to, to find out uh, with regard to that. But if it is not... Uh, if a, a Department of Public Works and Infrastructure can cal- clarify uh, where is the delay, if it's not one of the reports that uh, a CDC is dealing with, uh, if, if we can get, get I mean, the explanation with regard to that. But also, uh, I would like to say something with regard to disciplinary hearing. The uh, Honorable Member um, before me appreciate the fact that the uh, investigation has been done in in, in in four months. I don't think we should be appreciating that. I mean, disciplinary hearing should, be, should take place as soon as uh, possible. Um, in fact, this is investigation, not the disciplinary hearing. We have not yet had have the disciplinary hearing. It might take another four months just to have a disciplinary hearing. So we need to be assured in terms of uh, the time frames with regard to the disciplinary hearing. We understand the investigation took four months. We need to find out when is then the disparatory hearing going to uh, uh, take place. Um, uh Chair, the next question, I, I just want to find out from the police. Uh, this is related also to the question that was raised by the uh, Honourable team. Uh, the report says of the police says that uh, SAPS Legal Services and and parliament met uh, to iron out uh, issues of conflict. Uh, Those issues then are are clarified uh, uh, in the report. Um, Has those uh, issues now been resolved? Have those those issues been resolved? But do they also include the issue that the honorable Tim is talking about that uh, of uh, uh, monitoring, uh, the the precinct of uh, of parliament. Uh, secondly, the we have the National Key Point Act of 1980. I just want to find out, people, isn't it about time that uh, there should be amendment uh, with regard to uh, that particular act because it's 1980, so that to address some of uh, the grey areas uh, that uh, uh, perhaps we are facing now when it comes to uh, the securing the the national key points the last point uh, um this will go i know that the uh, south african heritage resource agency has not yet reported but when i read its report there's something about the uh, section 27 uh, subsection 18 uh, that talks about uh, 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 <laughs> if you can switch off your video uh, that talks about uh, 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 damage uh, uh, to, to properties, uh, heritage properties. I want to know first from them whether they have then laid uh, or open a criminal case uh, for the damage to Parliament, which is regarded as also one of the heritage resources. But uh, that question also goes to uh, this, the PCI, uh, to whether they have added uh, that as part of uh, the charges against. Uh, uh, Mr. Murphy, thank you very much uh, for the opportunity. Thank you.
1: Thank you, uh, Honorable hi The next uh, is uh, Honorable Skalkweg.
18: Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. And a uh, good afternoon to the Honorable Speaker, the Honorable Co-Chairpersons, uh, Minister, Deputy Ministers, Uh, all the members of parliament including the staff that is uh, present today in this meeting Uh, chairperson uh, there are issues that I wanted to raise that's already been raised by previous uh, members so I'm not going to go into those issues again but just to emphasize chairperson on the outdated legislation so maybe we need to 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 look uh, at all relevant, outdated legislation and try to uh, uh, ensure that, indeed, it's been amended to be relevant in the current conjuncture. Then, Chairperson, uh, just a few other issues that I wanted to ask is, when will it be possible for a a, a possible on-site visit uh, 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 so that we can familiarize ourselves as the affected uh, members of Parliament in the different portfolios uh, to to see what is really the state of of, of affairs, and not only relying on 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 uh, photos and reports, but indeed we need to uh, ensure also that the building is indeed safe for for on-site visit. Then in terms of the costing chairperson, is there an indication in terms of what the uh, estimate cost would be, including uh, if there are enough resources available to ensure that this project uh, will be uh, finalized? Then chairperson, I would also like to know if there is a a timelines in place so that we can at least know, for instance, by january 2023 what is envisaged to be the uh, uh, the planning on where the 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 process will be in terms of the restoration of of the building or would it take another two or three years to ensure that uh, the the parliament will be safe to use again then including the ncop chairperson then chairperson uh, we know that uh, this uh, fire ensured or, or uh, it led to many mps of different political parties including staff being without office space and and seeing that we are now ready to occupy uh, office offices Uh, We would like to know what the process is and what is in place in terms of ensuring that a majority of the staff can return to work and indeed will be provided with the relevant uh, office spaces. I think I'll pause there. Thank you very much, Chair, for the opportunity.
1: Thank you, uh, Honorable Fancal Kweik. Honorable Kaiso next.
0: Thank
4: you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. I have only uh, two questions. Uh, but firstly, let me also uh, welcome the presentation made uh, led by the speaker and the chairperson of the National Council of Province uh, present um, and uh, different uh, uh, presenters, uh, department uh, public works uh, uh, the subs. Yes uh, I think the, it, it, uh, it's quite uh, elaborative uh, presentation which has been made and it uh, seek to clarify as as to the process uh, as to where are they since we have met with the department uh, previously. So to to be taken into confidence, uh, uh, because not only us as MPs who are eager to know and to 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 let this process to be fast tracked, but also believe that the members of the community uh, outside the public, there outside, also uh, are eager to you know to know uh, what is happening and 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 what is a. The progress, and we appreciate this detail uh, and progress. But, however, chaplain, I just want to make a follow up. Uh, like I my colleagues have inquired about the the matter on uh, on the investigative uh, disciplinary. Uh, it sounded very clear that uh, investigative disciplinary. Uh, I want to agree with my colleague uh, honorable khairat you no know, definitely uh, this sounds like it is it, it's a process it's, it's only one process that the subs are busy with and that is to investigate with the aim of disciplining uh, people there so uh, it doesn't sound like a disciplinary hearing it has been done or people have been finally charged and, and you know and put into the disciplinary process. So unless maybe the leader of the sub is able to uh, actually explain to us that it it will surface. The last thing is on the, I just want to check, uh, does the department or mayor know where this budget for uh, reparations in the parliament is going to come from?
0: Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Honorable Kaiso, Honorable Shabalala. And then Coach person will come after you. Honorable Lizzy Shabalala.
19: Uh, Thank you, Chair. Can I close my video because um, my network is not good? Okay. Thank you, Chair. I'm partly covered by the um, honorable members who have spoken before me. Uh, good afternoon, chair, uh, to the speaker, Minister Delil, SEPS, and the NCOP uh, reps and, uh, and my colleagues. Uh, thank you for the presentation that has been uh, done. Although in some instances I heard about the update, Seemingly, there is an update, and there will also be an update of this update until we the the report is finalised. Um, Treperson, I I want all of us to remember that uh, we are representing the people of South Africa and the higher echelons of of government. All the people of South Africa have the utmost trust. Their safety depends on how the state is safe. And it's very unfortunate that we find ourselves in this situation, but I would would like um, uh, to urge SEPs to say, maybe it will restore the confidence in the hopeless times. It will restore uh, confidence in the community if one if you're talking about disciplining the members, there must be really consequences and harsh consequences that is equal to the embarrassment that we have uh, uh, experienced. Secondly, I had something about the further investigation. I'm not sure whether I'm mixing the investigations that I'm following in the media. The further investigation in terms of the the case against Mafe, and for me, I tend to agree with the first speaker to say, where was the was Seps sure about the charges uh, to to Mafe? But linked to that is the crime against the state. Can Seps uh, share with us what have they taken from this uh, incident? for future references i'm saying this because like in july here in kzn we find ourselves in the back foot where the legislature the building of the legislature had to be uh guarded because there was a a plan to the plot to to burn it down but it has escalated to some other um, uh, places of government where people, whenever they are angry, it's easy for them, they think this is the target. What mm-hmm. has the steps taken from from this one? The issue of the restoration, because there was a lot of water uh, under the, the, in the basement.
0: I know that over hours. time,
19: I know that over time, after some years, we find that there are new structural uh, problems that you might not have uh, uh, noticed at this particular time. Uh, is there contingency funding that is, uh, will be infected into this um, uh, funding of the of the restoration? Uh, another thing is that is there a that's in a form of a spreadsheet that you can see from the, okay, I heard about the planning, but
0: the timelines as to which uh,
19: I'm sorry, I think I was out. I don't know. My network is not good, but I'm, um, talking about the programmatic uh, stages of the of the the project and also the procurement plan that is linked uh, to to this thank you so much chairperson and sorry about my
10: network
1: no problem thank you very much honorable uh, uh, now go to the co-chairperson to be the last one on the questions and thereafter uh, we will request subs to be ready with the responses.
2: No, no, thank you. No, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. Um, I don't necessarily have a question. Um, just to um, maybe remind members uh, that uh, at the beginning of the process, we had made a commitment that um, as much as uh, we are expected to conduct thorough oversight and uh, make sure that we leave no stone unturned, but uh, we will try uh, and do our level best in making sure that uh, we don't at any stage put pressure on matters related investigations. So I'm saying this uh, with a bit of a caution. Um, I I, I would not want members to feel that uh, I'm breaking ranks. Uh, I'm not breaking ranks, but I I just want to to caution and remind uh, the collective that uh, we we have said that uh, we, we want the relevant authorities to take their time yes we understand this is a high priority case uh, but uh, at no point are we going to then put pressure on them and uh, wanting them especially to divulge information that might compromise the case um, uh, and and also uh, put pressure on them uh, so that the they can then give information that is that is that is not supposed to be uh, shared uh, with the public. So, I, I thought I, I should I should do I should just uh, make that statement. Uh, of course, um, to to remind ourselves uh, that uh, you know if SAPS is coming before this committee to give us information, it should be noted. Uh, Yes, there should be questions of clarity, but uh, it's, a, it's a process. And also we cannot put timeframes on when should they complete this process. Uh, because we also said we want the correct perpetrators to be apprehended. We want South Africans to be satisfied with the investigations. We want a fair process. Uh, in the main, we said we want uh, fairness. Um, so uh, we, we, we really appreciate one can just say that uh, we appreciate the work uh, to this date and appreciate the fact that um, they are even willing to come before the committee, before the public and share the little that is there without necessarily going into detail. So chair, I thought I should just uh, maybe caution members and uh, appreciate the work that has been done. Uh, by public works, by the leadership of parliament, uh, by staffs and the courts and the and uh, weaknesses, if they're there and uh, internal uh, disciplinary actions that needs to be undertaken also there are laws uh, with regard to that. Um, my comment would say that uh, let us try and make sure that we follow the law to the latter and we protect all parties involved in this matter. Thank you, Chair.
1: Thank you, co-chairperson. Can we allow uh, subs to give responses on questions that were directed to your good selves by honorable members?
10: Uh, Thanks very much, Chair, and thanks to the questions. I will ask that uh, the National Commissioner and General Levy should lead in our response. Thanks very much. Over to you, General Levy, National Commissioner.
1: Thank you, DM, Uh, National Commissioner.
9: Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson and uh, Honorable Members, the Minister, Madam Speaker of the Parliament, and DM. yeah, thanks. Uh, with regard to the question around the, the charges uh, leveled against Mr. Murphy, generally there will respond with regard to that. But uh, the charges that we leveled against him, mean, there was nothing wrong here. And of course, in terms of law, as we investigate the cases, uh, we can. Uh, add additional charges together with the NPA SNY business side. But we'll respond more on that. Uh, we are committed, Honorable uh, Chair and Honorable Members, we take this matter very serious and uh, we are doing our best uh, in making sure that uh, at the end of the day, the uh, case is successfully brought to the courts. Uh, with regard to the investigation, internal investigation, I know that it was briefed by General Slavano that yeah they finalised. He will give the details of where they are now, uh, as to how far is the case, the departmental case against uh, those members. So we are not taking it down. We make sure that we proceed with uh, the departmental inquiry. I will ask General Lebeya to comment, and thereafter. General Stravani will also come in. Thanks very much for the
1: opportunity. Thank you, Uh, Kumuzna.
11: Thank you very much, uh, Honourable Chairperson and uh, Honourable Members. Uh, I will start with the first question of uh, the charge. Uh, Indeed, we have indicated that uh, the person has been charged uh, on housebreaking and arson. Uh, at times, there might be a confusion in the eyes of ordinary person as to what do we what do we refer to by charge. Uh, there is a charge that uh, the language that uh, is used by the police at the police station, and uh, the interpretation is slightly different. When it comes to the prosecution charge for the purpose of prosecution, so when you arrest a person, that person must uh, be uh, appear before court within forty eight hours, and within that forty eight hours, you must have charged the person. So that is the charge that uh, we are referring to. Uh, once all of the investigation is completed the uh, prosecuting authority, which is the only authority that have got uh, the right to prosecute on the instant of the state, will determine the final charge sheet. And that is where uh, other aspects that are uh, supported by evidence will be included. Uh, You will recall that uh, I indicated that this matter might go to high courts. And if that becomes the case, then an indictment will also be uh, served on the accused person. That is where the complete charge sheet will be uh, produced. So I hope that uh, it uh, answers the question of uh, how we have been able to charge speedily. That is a provisional uh, charge. Um, The second question, Uh, relate to uh, the Honorable uh, muladzani with regard to the outstanding report. uh, I know that uh, the Honorable Shabalala has also uh, hinted on this uh, outstanding uh, report, uh, which means that I will just deal with uh, uh, the report inclusive of uh, the Honorable Rai uh, as to when will the uh, report be available. Firstly, uh, I have indicated that uh, with regard to the cyber, a part of the report is finalized, uh, is being studied by the uh, relevant prosecuting authority to see if uh, it uh, fulfills all the elements so that uh, if there are questions, they can still be answered. And there is a forensic science laboratory report that I said is still uh, outstanding. Certain portion of that report has already been completed and uh, has been shared with the investigating officer. But there is a certain element that uh, the experts need from those who are conducting uh, some of uh, the investigation from the DPW which I will not be elaborating here because uh, there are technical things. Although it has been brought to my attention, I just need to say that there are certain aspects that uh, are needed from uh, certain engineers uh, which will form part of the forensic science uh, completion of its report. That is what is outstanding. And uh, I think that uh, the DPWI, have indicated of the process of finalizing. Uh, At the time when we were compiling our report, we have been advised that uh, by today, there will be discussion. And then once uh, their final process has been completed, it will be made available. And uh, that will also be forming part of uh, the docket uh, for the purpose of the prosecution. Those are the outstanding uh, investigation. How long uh, can we still wait for this report to be available? I think as I have indicated, the last one will depend on the uh, report that uh, we will be waiting from DPW. And uh, one does not expect that uh, it will be long, but uh, one also does not expect that uh, it will be ready by the 9th of June. And it is always better to do proper uh, work because uh, each report of an expert can be subjected to uh, serious cross-examination by other experts, which I think that is the reason for us to allow them to do a uh, proper work. So that addresses the question of uh, uh, the reports. Uh, The last question uh, that uh, is directed to the uh, DPCI uh, is with regard to the question as to whether the charges relating to the contravention of the National Heritage Resources Act 25 of 1999 have been added or will be added uh as i've indicated uh, once when the uh, whole investigation is completed uh, the national prosecuting authority will uh, determine as to whether there is a need to add any other charge but i have personally looked at uh, that particular act and the purpose of establishing that act and i think all of the crimes that are uh expected in terms of that law are accommodated in section 51. But uh, we'll also be uh, checking with those who are uh, polishing that particular administrative aspect to see if uh, anyone will be uh, advancing charges in this regard. So that is uh, where I can end with regard to the question directed at the DPCR. Thank you very much, Honourable Chairperson and Honourable
0: Members. Thank you, Honourable Chair and the Honourable Speaker.
1: Yes.
0: I I
20: am the Chairperson of NCOP and the Honourable Members. I am General Samshitaban. I'm sorry that uh, I'm not in the office. Uh, I'm at the operational. I'm dealing with the operation, but nevertheless, I have connected. Uh, the first question it comes from Honorable uh, uh, Tim, in terms of the patrols, yes, that there are no patrols. I'm not sure yes. whether I'm audible and, and Yeah, you
0: are very I'm much, neutral. very much
1: audible. I'll request the coach.
20: Well, the first question that I would respond to. Yes, Honorable Chair. Yeah, the first question that I would respond to, uh, as directed by the National Commissioner, is from the Honorable Team, in terms of the patrols around the perimeter of Parliament. Uh, We do have patrols, uh, Honorable Team, around uh, Parliament. Perhaps maybe it might have been one of those days that um, uh, members would have not patrolled around especially uh, within the uh, you know the 10 haze. Um, but um, we do have if you look at
0: it,
20: would have done would have reflected that uh, we have over and above because those are some of the gaps that we have identified in terms of uh, uh, the personnel that would have, Around the parliamentary present, then would have additional members that would be then dealing with the uh, which were paying them over time, which complement the current personnel that we have. And then when it comes to the K9, meaning the dogs, um, uh, it should be also understood the um, that um, you would not use any dogs. Uh, so what you basically need, because dogs needs to be trained. Uh, They have to be, I mean, we have to have uh, then the patrol, what we call patrol dogs. But in our environment, what we normally do would have dual dogs, which uh, then would perform patrols and also would do uh, the explosive. So we're in the process of really, you know, um, increasing because uh, primarily what we have is uh, explosive dogs that we have within the environment. But we have looked at that uh, from the report. Uh, that we have uh, generated in terms of uh, this experience of, uh, you know, parliament that we've seen that uh, we can use those resources in terms of patrolling, especially during the night. So we're in the process of really introducing K9, especially the patrol dogs, as, as I mentioned. And then when it comes to the disciplinary charges against the um, the three members that we have mentioned, uh, we've charged them in terms of uh, um, negligence, in terms of uh, duties. But uh, uh, obviously, because uh, when you look at, because there is, there is a process in terms of disciplinary you know, processes are concerned, uh, you would not charge a member and you take a member directly, you, know, you, you charge him and then it goes to disciplinary hearing. It means that there has to be an investigation. Now, the first process that we would have done would to investigate, which takes time, uh, you know, but there is prescripts that would prescribe that, uh, you know, as soon as you have charged them, so it means within 60 days, you must have completed that. So the charges are based on that, and they are going to appear. The first uh, member that would appear, it would be on the 31st of uh, May, And then the two members, then they would appear on the 7th and the 8th of June. So the dates have been set because it means in terms of disciplinary uh, procedure, it means we have to appoint functionaries that are going to then deal with uh, the uh, disciplinary process. And then the second question, it comes from uh, Honorable Mletzani. In terms of the where the three members, if I'm not mistaken, um, the three members we have temporarily placed them outside uh, Parliament. It means they uh, they are deployed within the stations outside, uh, you know, the protection services, which is temporary until we finalise, uh, you know, the disciplinary process. Where then, based on that, because uh, what would happen then would get the findings which then would say whether it's dismissal or what you, which then if we're not happy for an example, as a divisional commissioner and the national commissioner would then be able to then review. So that is the process that we have to follow. The third question comes from Honorable uh, you know, Marin. Uh, I think it was mainly referring to Public Works in terms of the sourcing for the three projects. I think the three projects would understand, but I think Public Works will be able to answer in terms of the, uh, you know, the the funding for those three projects. But where we come in as subs, we come in because we are the ones from Security Advisory within the South African Police Service that we do then the appraisal. So all those. Uh, you know, uh, physical security that we have presented, they would then be coming from the South African Police Service under the Security Advisory Services, which then they would determine what kind of perimeter, what kind of, you know, uh, CCTV cameras, uh, you know, your motion detector, the beams, and so on. And then the fourth question, uh, it comes from uh, Honorable Rai what is the timeframe? I think we have answered this in terms of the uh, the first one sitting on the 31st of uh, May, and then the other two, then on the seven and the eight. And then in terms of the outdated legislation, in terms of the national key point, yes, uh, we, we agree that uh, if you look at the national key point, it's of 1980. Now, uh, the honorable members would, uh, would recall that um, there is a new act, which is called Critical um, Infrastructure Protection Act of, of 2019, which then is going to replace uh, the old act, which is the national key point. Now, we have already started uh, in terms of the, I mean, the civilian sector, in terms of uh, drafting the regulation, which us as South African Police Service, our responsibility is to give the content. So those regulations, we have the um, the temporary regulations that would have been then signed and given to the minister, which then eventually then they will be presented uh, to Parliament. This is the process that uh, also uh, it should be understood. And then the the next question it comes from Honourable Pun uh, Shahabeg. Uh, the I think it's again in terms of the outdated um, legislation. I think we've answered that one, and then the the other question that comes from Honorable Kaiso. Uh, uh, we must explain the process in terms of the uh, the disciplinary process. I think we also have explained that. Um, you know, the process of a disciplinary it means you have to investigate, and you must be able to have a case that the members, they have to be able to answer. So in this particular case, uh, when we have appointed then an investigator, which we did appoint two officers that they were investigating, indeed, uh, these three members have got a case to answer, hence would have charged them. The last question, it comes from uh, Honorable Shabalala, uh, which talks to or well, I think this one, it talks to what is it that SAPS has taken from this. I think that will be answered, uh, you know, overall, I think, uh, from the National Commissioner. What what are the lessons, I guess, that would have learned, you know, from uh, this, uh, you know, tragedy of the, you know, uh, fire in Parliament? Uh, I thank you, Honorable Chair. Thanks, sir.
8: Uh-
9: Honourable uh, Chairperson, those are our responses. Just in addition, on the Critical uh, Infrastructure Act, the Act required that there be a council appointed. I must say that the Minister has appointed the council. And uh, the regulations have been published somewhere I think last week. And from there, those sections of the Act that needs to come into operation will uh, then start To be
0: uh, in operation. Those are our responses. Thank you, Honorable Chapter 6. Thank you very much, uh, colleagues.
2: Um, Members, are there any questions that you'd want to maybe seek further clarity on? This is work in progress. Uh, We will not be able to get all the answers today. Let's just quickly check for two minutes, Uh, for a minute. Okay, there are no further clarity-seeking questions. Um, Cindy, can you advise in terms of the agenda? I think it is now public works. Um, Also, just to caution the meeting that uh, I've been, I've received quite a number of calls, members requesting to be excused uh, because it's Friday, uh, it's traveling day, so if we can try to summarize, I know that uh, uh, this is quite a very important meeting, but uh, we would want to end the meeting at least with 60% of the members present in the meeting. So if we can t- try to be as quick as we as we can. All right. Thank you. You're welcome, uh, Minister Dilin.
7: Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. I will be quick. Uh, The question about how many officers have been affected by the parliament, uh, 211 officers of members of parliament have been affected, the five presiding officers and 193 assembly members and then 13 NCOP members. So uh, also 184 support staff officers were affected by the fire and Parliament did an assessment and uh, Parliament has been able to swap uh, some of the administrative offices uh, for members of, of, of Parliament. Um, we have also made available to the Chair and the Deputy Chair of the P will be accommodated on the seventh floor on 120 Plain Street. Um, eight offices have been made available and then we've also made office space available on the second and the 12th floor of parliamentary towers. And then some offices available on the 6th floor of 90 Plain Street has been made available. So um, um, most of the members have been uh, uh, resettled. Uh, Honourable Chairperson, in terms of the um, uh, uh, procurement process for Kucha, I will ask the department to respond to that. Uh, then the, 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 the next question about uh, the three projects for Parliament and the funding for that also, the Department can respond. Um, just in terms of the damages to Parliament and the readiness for the report uh, to go to the NDDP, NDPP, uh, I want to give members the assurance, I've discussed it with the Speaker this morning, that we will make sure that once we receive the final report today, that we start processing it so that we could meet the deadline uh, long before the 9th of June. So we will give you that assurance. And then uh, just on the the issue of the cost, um, the, the report that we will be receiving today will deal with the extent of the damage, the cost of the damage, and also the restoration time. So we don't have that right now including the procurement process. The procurement process will, will uh, be all subject to the approval of Parliament. And even that, we don't have information on yet because it will be discussed with Parliament before any, any procurement. Um, Honorable Chair, I'll ask the Department to, to answer the, uh, the supply chain management answers. I don't deal with supply chain. Over to you, acting DG, through you, Chairperson. Thank you.
21: Chairperson and honorable members, uh, thank you very much. And uh, on the issue of the appointment of KUHA, the National Treasury had uh, granted us deviation in as far as appointment of state uh, implementing agencies. And from that panel of implementing agencies, we had invited uh, those implementing agencies to have a competitive bidding process by which we would then be able to appoint one. And uh, from there, uh, after the bidding process, KUHA had the lowest uh, of the uh, quotations, and that quotation was subsequently accepted and approved by the department, and they were appointed for this purpose. So as it is, uh, We are not aware about any process relating to the IDT. Uh, At the time of this, the IDT indeed had no capacity to be able to handle a job of this magnitude and needless to state that they did not participate even in the competitive bidding process. So this would be the long and short of the answer pertaining to the appointment of KUHA in this regard.
0: Thanks uh, Honourable Chairman, thank you very much. Members, are there any
2: further clarity-seeking questions? Um, if none, I want to then invite. Let me just check. Um, next. On the agenda is the public works. If you are ready, the platform is yours. Minister, you will indicate who's going to, to do the presentation for us.
7: Um, Honorable Chairperson, uh, the next is, is the Heritage Council. Uh, we have done a presentation earlier uh, this morning with with Co-Chair
2: oh. Maslango.
7: Thank you.
0: Okay.
2: I just received the briefing now. Okay, then uh, let me invite Parliament. Madam Speaker, or you want to come last? Thank you.
6: Thank you very much, uh, I don't know what we are expected to do at this point. We were requested to make introductory remarks Following that, it was then public works, the police, and Sahara. I don't know if there's any expectation from parliament to present a report other than the report which has been presented by the Minister of uh, the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure, with whom we work very closely and we consult. So that's where we are chair. In my understanding, the presentation is on the table. And I think we, with the team from Puka, will then be ready to take questions. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Okay, that's fine. Let us let, then uh, invite the Heritage Council.
10: Uh, Chair, I was asking if we can be uh, released, if it's possible. Yo, yes,
2: I forgot. I forgot to acknowledge the Deputy Minister. My humble apologies. Yes. Your apology has been noted. You are free to uh, leave the meeting. Thank you very much uh, for your contribution and uh, for spending time with us. Thank you very much.
10: Yeah. Including the team, if we are able to release the, the delegation from Subs, that will be SAP, appreciated.
2: SAP delegation is officially released from the meeting, Deputy Minister.
10: Thank you, Chair.
2: Thank you. Um, Can we then have
5: the Heritage Council? Um, Good afternoon, Honorable Chair. Um,
22: We are South African Heritage Resources Agency, Sarah Jefferson. Um, To the Honorable Speaker, um, the Honorable Chaperson of NCOP, the Honorable Minister of DPWI, the Honourable Members of Parliament, all protocol observed. Uh, Jefferson, ours is to give a report on our role as Sarah, and with me is, the, is Ms. Mama Komorenjasi lisawana She is the Heritage Resources Management uh, Executive. Uh, also, Ms. Regina Isaacs, our Heritage Objects Manager, and Mr. Ben Mwasinga, who is our Built Environment uh, Manager, working very closely with the DPWI colleagues. Um, our presentation, Chaperson, through you will be done by Mr. Ben Mwasinga. Thank you very much,
0: Chaperson. I got cut.
2: Am I audible?
3: You are, Chair? Yes. Uh, what is happening, Cindy? So Mosinga is going to do the presentation. I think he's just trying to connect quickly. He's oh, in. OK. That's the
2: Heritage Resource Agency. Oh, OK. I thought okay. it was the company. All right. Thanks.
8: Good afternoon. Um, First and foremost, let me give my greetings to the um, honorable speaker, the honorable chair of the NCOP, minister, deputy minister, and the honorable members of the house, the generals of SAPS who have now recently left us and our colleagues from DPWI. My name is Ben Wasinga and I'll be presenting on behalf of the South African Heritage Resources Agency. And before I begin, I think it's important to just um, all to let the members of the committee know that SARA's mandate is essentially, um, we are a statutory organization established in terms of the National Heritage Resources Act, act number 25 of 1999, as the national body responsible for the protection, coordination and management of cultural heritage resources. And further to this, the National Heritage Resources Act replaced the National Monuments Act of 1969. And most importantly to note as well is that we are an agency of the Department of Sports, Arts and Culture. Now, the contents of today's presentation are going to focus on uh, historical significance of Parliament um, in relation to this fire um, we're also going to look at the damage this fire has had on the heritage value um, and, and on, um, of South Africa and the loss we have suffered as a nation as a result of this to our national estate. And most importantly, we're gonna look at the applicable legislation and the role of SARA in terms of the restoration process. Um, ultimately, Parliament, as we will see in this presentation, is a site of great significance And therefore, there are a number of legislations and um, obligations that the state has to fulfil in terms of this restoration project. (laughs) Now, Parliament, which includes Earth Nine Five One Six Five, Earth Nine Five One Six Four, and Stalplane, um, which you will find in an annexure which was sent to the members um, as part of this pack. Parliament um, was found in 2014 by SARA to be a site of great significance and with quality so exceptional that it is of special national significance. Um, And if you look at the Gazette, um, again, which was sent, it details what what the significance is. But in terms of our assessment in 2014, we found that Parliament met six criteria that relate to our uh, criteria for assessment in terms of national significance, and that is to state that Parliament has historical value for South Africa, aesthetic value, scientific value, social value, and is a site that is so unique and rare that even that in itself is a value, and also a site of great representation in terms of the diverse nation that we have. College's colleagues, I've seen my presentation just went off, I'll be back in a second. Now, in terms of the historical value of parliament, um, the historical value speaks to the development of the site in terms of South Africa's history, and also um, the level of diversity and richness that it has in terms of the story of the nation. So um, when we talk to Parliament, we are looking at its special association with events, development um, of the precinct, the cultural phases that has played a role in in the country. And of course, also ultimately the evolution of the nation, which can be found um, as features in the site. Um, Further to this, the site has a strong and special association with the life work of people and groups and the importance of the site um, is is basically categorized um, by the buildings which are found there. So when we talk about the historical value, it can be seen through the National Council of Provinces, which was built in 1885, the old assembly building, which was built in 1910, the National Assembly building built in 1985, the Marx building from 1902, Africa House from 1937, Good Hope building from 1854, Tainhase and Stal Plain from 1674 and Parliament Street, where all these buildings are present, which was um, basically constructed in 1885. So we're talking about a site of great historical value, um, a site that dates back to to the 1600s. And of course, the buildings that have been damaged, um, the old assembly and the National Assembly building, um, also having great significance and historical value. Um, For the sake of time, I'm not going to go through these. Um, I understand they were sent to the honorable members. But in terms of the aesthetic value, we are obviously speaking to the unique um, features that make up the parliamentary precinct. When we're talking about the scientific value, we're talking about the inventories that are found in parliament, the markets, the statues, the um, figures of important individuals from our history. We're talking about all the rare photographs paintings and sketches that are found in the libraries of parliament Um, so ultimately we're talking about a site that even the objects that are found within are of great significance as well and then of course we talk to the social value this is the um, legislative capital um, of the country but beyond that the events that have taken place there detail South Africa going from a state of colonization, apartheid, and ultimately constitutional democracy where we are now. And again, as stated earlier, it is a very rare site in the country and the design and features are comparable to those of the union buildings. And second uh, to that is that in terms of representation as a parliament of the people, it speaks to everyone in the nation. So in terms of Parliament's heritage status, The parliamentary precinct, including the buildings that were damaged by the fire, which is the old assembly and new assembly, is a grade one heritage resource, as well as a declared national heritage site. which means that it falls under the jurisdiction of SARA in terms of conservation and management. Now, annexure A is the Gazette notice from 2014, which declares parliament as a national heritage site. And this obviously has implications in terms of the restoration efforts, but also the arson and the damage that has taken place. So SARA has a key role to play here. And we have been involved in this process with DPWI and KUHA, as well as the um, officers of parliament since um, the arson um, events took place. But the greatest thing to note is that the, historical, um, the loss of historical value is quite significant. The first thing to note is that um, our heritage resources are finite and therefore the materials that have been destroyed here cannot and will not ever be able to be replaced. What we can do of course is um, with our best efforts is to try to restore it to a state in which it was before, but maybe also where we can't restore, we will have to consult um, with the members of parliament as well as with the greater members of the public as to what should be replaced there. So when when we're looking at the Houses of Parliament, um, ultimately the NCOP um, has a massive history starting from 1910 to 1994. Um, There have been an extensive amount of transitions that have taken place. And the structural damage to the buildings is quite extensive. Um, The entire roof of the old assembly has been destroyed and the wooden beams that support the structure of the new assembly have been severely affected. And again, I must just reiterate that, what has been damaged now cannot and will not be replaced as these are historical items and the materials that were used to construct these buildings at that time will not be able, will not be found um, in this day and age. So with Parliament being a national heritage site, we must note that there is certain legislation that is applicable in terms of the restoration efforts. And this also brings in the role of SARA. Um, we are governed by the National Heritage Resources Act and section 48 of this act states that um, any permit, any sorry, any um, acts of alteration that are required for a formally protected site will require a permit. This can be found in section 48 of the, of the act. And of course, as stated with Parliament being a grade one heritage resource, as well as a national heritage site, they are formally protected. Therefore, permits will be required for any actions um, or alterations that take place even after the fact of the fire. Section 2718, which was alluded to earlier an honorable member, um, section 2718 states that no person may destroy, damage, deface, excavate, alter, remove from its original position, subdivide or change the planning status of a national heritage site without obtaining a permit from the relevant Heritage Resources Authority. In the case of Parliament, that authority is SARA. And um, in terms of the question which was asked earlier, I will just maybe jump in here. Um, The question was related to whether or not um, charges can be pressed in terms of the heritage, the violations to the National Heritage Resources Act, um, Section 50 of this Act does make provision for criminal procedures for anyone who violates this Act. But further to this, SARA has submitted um, a sub, uh, has submitted a statement to SAPS and the NPA as well, detailing um, the violations that have taken place as a result of this act of arson. And we will we will be advised by the NPA and the SAPS if we are required to provide further information. Now, in terms of permit applications, um, they are all done online. And this is done on our South African heritage resource information system, which we call sorus And um, you can find the link to SORIS um, attached here in this presentation as well. But I must also state that we have issued three permits Um, to Kuka and DPWI since this um, act of arson took place. the First permit which we issued on the 20th of April was a permit to um, install a temporary roof structure in order to secure the space for further access and analysis. Um, Secondly, we also provided a permit for the request to remove rubble from the site. So SARA is treating Parliament as a priority. Um, We have had a number of meetings with the colleagues from DPWI in which we stated to them that any applications coming to us in terms of this um, uh, particular project will be treated as priority permits. Um, The permits we've issued thus far have been issued as emergency permits, and we will continue to engage with the colleagues from DPWI and also advise them in terms of what um i applica- um sorry what legislation they need to follow but also what procedures need to be followed in terms of the permitting process. Um the third permit which we issued yesterday was to install lighting at the Good Hope Center, um, which will be used as the space for the sitting of parliament. And so again, any um any actions that need to be taken at Parliament, SARA is treating as a priority, and we will continue to do so uh, moving forward as well. Recommendations um, which have been met and fulfilled in some part by DPWI is that a heritage consultant be appointed, but as they've reported today, they have in fact already appointed a heritage architect. And this is quite important because they are going to, there's going to be an extensive amount of works that are going to take place on parliament. And it will be best if they can be advised of the impacts of those proposed actions during the restoration process and this individual as well will be able to make the necessary um, heritage applications to SARA. Further to this, we also do advise that a heritage assessment be conducted as soon as possible to determine which actions would be least impactful to the remaining historical fabric. Um, As I've stated earlier, DPWI has already began looking at this. Um, They have already got their um, indicators in terms of which Um, areas may have to be demolished, which ones may still be conserved, which ones can be conserved moderately, and which ones will have to be demolished altogether. So we will continue to advise um, our colleagues from DPWI. Of course, Parliament is a site of great significance. And as much as this is a priority project, we must um, remain compliant in terms of the legislation. So SARA's door remains open to our colleagues and we will continue to provide as much assistance as we can. Thank you very much, Chair.
0: Thank you very much.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you very, very, very much, Uh, members. Without any waste of time, can we can we get hands? clarity seeking questions, comment. Am I audible, members? You are chairperson. Uh, well, I think uh, the presentation has been accepted as uh, an information sharing. Um presentation that uh, does not require any recommendations or actioning. Um, We thank you very much, Sarah, for the presentation. Um, I'm not sure, Cindy, if there's anything that is left.
3: Yes, chairperson. We had um, we had minutes and a report left, but we don't have sufficient. We, we're not a quorum at the moment, so we won't be able to adopt those. Um, but I am seeing Mr. Bratusa's hand, so I don't know if that's for SARA. Okay. Okay, Tim,
2: your hand is up. I'm noting you.
13: Thank you, chair. Chair, just You're to not- the representative from SARA. Um. The question I have is, so we all know what Parliament looks like at the moment. Is there any SARA guideline to ostensibly try and preserve the nature of the look of the building um, when it is rebuilt, when the National Assembly is rebuilt? Because obviously it's got a very specific style and design. And there are many parts of the building which are which will be able to be rehabilitated. So when when um, we when, when the National Assembly is rebuilt, will it is there a sorry guideline that, that says that it must stay in that in that type of style, which has got gables, etc. Just the way Parliament Parliament looks like at the moment. Or or is that more an architectural design spec thing? Sorrow is no influence in that just just that's one question. Thank you a uh,
2: very brilliant question Thanks
0: Tim. Thank yes, you can chair you a response to that? Thank you through you chair.
8: Thank you chair um, and thank you to the honourable member for the question. Yes, um, firstly, let me state that SARA has a guideline in terms of permitting processes for the for sites in the built environment. And that ultimately uh, determines the process that must be followed. But in terms of Parliament specifically, Parliament has what is called a CMP, which is a conservation management plan, which determines um, what aesthetic look, and basically um, what actions may or may not be taken at Parliament. So, of course, the fire has um, destroyed a significant portion of it. But this is why the permitting process becomes important, as well as the conservation management plan, because we we do not want that during the restoration process, um, whatever can be salvaged is not salvaged. And furthermore, that there is such a deviation from the site as it looks now that it begins to resemble something that was not declared. So, in terms of the site being a declared national heritage site that um, was declared in a particular state of conservation Um, we do have guidelines and we do have the conservation management plan that seeks to keep it within those parameters but in terms of the final look of what will be there in terms of what can't be salvaged um sara cannot at this point make the determination but when the designs are sent um, I am very much certain that um, Parliament will be given the opportunity to comment on those designs. And SARA will also uh, make sure that there is also input from the broader public. But at this point in time, um, there are, they are, they are um, guidelines and there is a conservation management plan that keeps the designs in within, a, within certain parameters. But at the same time, due to the extensive damage, whatever can't be salvaged, um we will have to obviously receive new design proposals for that and that may alter the look um but we will not go it will not be we will not permit the look or the feel of parliament to be um changed to such an extent that it is something completely new thank you chair
2: so so in a nutshell we will try to preserve and bring parliament to, to its original uh look that's what you are that's what you are saying okay i think it will also be unfair for one to say that uh how much of that can how much of what is left can be uh saved i think it will also be an unfair question i'm sure you haven't done that that the uh, investigation um we'll leave it for for another meeting alright thank you very much thank you thank you thank you very much uh, honorable members i think uh, We have now come to the end of our meeting. I want to thank um, the speaker, the chairperson of the National Council of Provinces, the Minister of Public Works, the Deputy Minister of Police, and the leadership from SARA for availing yourself this uh, afternoon, this Friday afternoon. And uh, a special thanks to you, members, uh, for also being patient with us until such time that uh, we finished. Uh, we are an hour. Uh, oh no, no, we started at half past twelve. I think we are still within the 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 applied the applied time. Um, members, uh, this is work in progress. Let us uh, officially agree that uh, we close the meeting and uh, expect that questions that were not maybe adequately responded to, if members feel that way that there are questions that were not uh, adequately responded to, they can then pursue them in writing. Uh, Members, let's adjourn the meeting until further notice. Our meeting also, we must remember that uh, it depends on the availability of progress. So if reports are there, uh, that's, when and when we can call the the meetings thank you very much honorable members good afternoon enjoy the rest of the afternoon thank you very much officially adjourned thank
0: you speaker